and welcome to Uncluttered, a podcast where we discuss the connection between faith and organizing. Our focus is not just on how to be organized, but why it's important from a biblical standpoint to leave the chaos and clutter in our lives behind. Hi, I'm Leanna George. I am an author and former professional organizer living in Houston, Texas. And I'm Angie Heitch, an author and certified professional organizer living in East Tennessee. So are you ready to unclutter your heart and your home so you can focus on what matters most? Well, let's dive in. All right, Leanna, we are going to be talking about clutter in our minds on this episode and the next one. And as you know, this is the biggest challenge for me. So... I've been trying to gear up for this, and um, I was thinking about all the different ways that uh, I try to work on this and resources and all that. And and I was thinking, I know a perfect tool, just an amazing tool. Okay. But the problem is that this tool does not exist in the muggle world, which is a problem. Oh, the muggle world. Yes. Okay. The world of Harry Potter. Yes, yes, yes. I am familiar. Um, I can't say Good. that uh, I'm a fanatic, um, but I have a feeling we're going down one of your nerdy path uh, passions again, which is yes. fine. Some yes. of mine will come up later at some point. No worries. Um, yes. uh, what uh, what uh, non-muggle tool are you referring to? Okay, well, for those who are not Harry Potter fans, and um, me and my husband and my girls were huge Harry Potter fans, and so yes, I, I another episode I did a Lord of the Rings quote. So today it's Harry Potter. So for those who don't know, Muggles are non-magical people, non-witches and wizards, and uh, in the world of Harry Potter, in uh, one of the one of the books. Um, I can't remember which one, but the uh, Albus Dumbledore, who is the headmaster of Hogwarts, the School of Witchcraft and Wizardry, in his office, he has a tool that is incredible. It's called the Pensive, P-E-N-S-I-E-V-E, and it's useful for sorting out thoughts. And so how cool, because this is what we're talking about, the clutter in our minds today. So I'm going to read a little section. Uh, of this and where he talks about the pensive and then you'll see why I think it would be something I wish we had. Okay. So uh, he says, I use the pensive. One simply siphons the excess thoughts from one's mind, pours them into the basin and examines them at one's leisure. It becomes easier to spot patterns and leaks you understand when they are in this form. So Mm -hmm. Doesn't that just sound so cool? Why can't we have this? So it I, does. I also want an invisibility cloak because I okay. love to be able to walk around people not notice because I'm super nosy. I would also love a time turner so we can go back mm. to the past or into the future. Um, but the pensive is would be perfect for cluttering our minds, but we don't have it. So yeah, that, yeah. that's a bummer. That's a, definite bummer. Uh, yeah. that's a definite yeah. bummer. Because yeah. that would be helpful because yeah. the majority of us have mind clutter and mental clutter, but we don't, I don't even think we realize the uh, depths of which our attention and mind clutter. No, I don't to. think we do. No, not at all. So um, it would be helpful, but we don't have that. But what do we have? So what, what are we going to do if we don't have that? Which we don't. Well, yeah, because we don't have that. Yes. So, okay, so uh, no, we don't have a pensive. We don't have a way. And what it's so cool about that is, wouldn't it be cool if the if our if our thoughts could be physical objects? Like we as organizers, we love to 
sort and arrange. And so if the thought could be physical things, we could just manipulate, but of course they don't. So we don't have a system. We do have the most powerful tool of all the tools in the world. And that, of course, is God's word and his Mm -hmm. spirit living inside us. So that's what we're going to be using. So we're going to be diving, as we usually do, into the scriptures that can give us inspiration and tools to help us with the clutter in our minds. But before we dive into those scriptures, first, I want to make sure that uh, depending on where listeners are, whether they listen to previous episodes or not, uh, Leanna, could you give us just a, a quick reminder of how we define clutter and then how uh, clutter in our minds and, and what that means? Sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So for here, for us here at Uncluttered, we define clutter as anything that distracts us from our priorities. So, mm-hmm. so far in this season, we've talked about, uh, two, we spent two episodes on physical clutter and right. we spent two episodes on schedule clutter, which um, is a big one for me. Um, and so this next two episodes, we are looking at mental or attention clutter. And right. so when we talk about that, when we say those phrases, what we're talking about are the thoughts that distract us from our priorities. Okay. It can sometimes feel like there are hundreds of things swirling around in our minds, Mm -hmm. you know, at once. And we just get so caught up with thinking about where am I going? What am I doing? How about this? What about that? What if, what that, um, that we can stop being present in the moment Mm -hmm. and, um, we can stop being, um, present in the situations and with the people that mean the most to us. So, you know, it, it makes it difficult to focus on the here and now. And so uh, we need to really be able to hone in on when is our mind getting cluttered? Because when we don't, then that's when we start to see lackluster performance, right? Mm -hmm. We, uh, we have anxiety uh, to the nth degree. We have damaged relationships. Um, We can lose sleep. I mean, how many times Mm -hmm. have you not been able to turn the switch off because your brain is just, you know, running 90 miles an hour? Oh, yeah. Um, Become a physical, we can have physical problems from it and so much more. So this is really a sneaky category because like I said Mm -hmm. a minute ago, we can't see it. You know, it's not like the pile of clothes stacked up against the corner or it's not the calendar that is just crammed full with activities. It is more of a, uh, just a, uh, a visual, not a visual thing. Um, I can't even think of the word I want to use now. But anyway, it's just we can't see it, but it's there and it yeah. has its consequences, which can be very harmful. Um, so we want to make sure that we are not allowing our thoughts to lead us down the wrong path. But yet we want to make sure that we're keeping them in alignment with God, with his word, so that we can make the most out of our priorities and the people in our lives. Yes, absolutely. All right. So just like the other categories of clutter, when we talk about clutter and scripture, uh, on the one hand, the Bible doesn't have the word clutter in it at all. But, you know, people in Bible times weren't using that word. But the concept of putting God first and of distractions that keep us from doing that is all over the Bible. So the first scripture I want to bring to mind Uh, is in three of the four Gospels. And Jesus, when he spoke this, he identified this as the number one commandment of all commandments. So that tells me this is super, super important. So I'm reading from Mark 12, 30. It says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. So the mind is a big part of um, how we show love to God. So getting a handle on this is important. 
And another verse that I thought about when I thought about this issue of attention clutter, it's become one of my favorites. I've got a bracelet. I've got a lot of bracelets with scripture on them. Um, actually, I actually, I've got the one today. I've got the one on that. Uh, yeah. So you will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. That's Isaiah 26, 3. And um, I think that shows really well, you know, thoughts fixed on God, um, mm -hmm. you know, to keep our thoughts centered on our priority is a really good remedy for attention clutter. Yeah, almost definitely. Those are very good ones. Um, I remember the Isaiah one is you will keep in perfect peace him whose mind is steadfast on you. Um, so absolutely love that one. But here's another good one too. May my spoken, may my spoken <laughs> words and unspoken thoughts be pleasing even to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. And that's from Psalms 19, 14 in the Little Book Bible. Yeah. And they're just, I mean, that's just what three out of so many verses mm -hmm. and scriptures relating to our thoughts. I mean, we could probably just spend the whole 20, 25 minutes that we have talking about them. Um, because even though God's word is timeless, there are some factors related to our thoughts um, that we that have changed over time. You know, oh, yeah. um, the way we function is not the same as in biblical times or even when we were younger and we were kids. You know, mm -hmm. um, our our attention spans have been decreasing rapidly over the last at least 15 to 20 years. Um, and here's just a few statistics. In 2000, our average attention span was 12 seconds. Okay. Um, in 2015, 15 years later, that number has decreased even more to 8.25 seconds. So that's slightly less than the attention span of a goldfish people. Okay. That's <laughs> so really, and in some ways that's good, right? Oh my goodness. Because I'll watch Ted Lasso. Love Ted Lasso. Love, love, I need love. To watch that. You keep talking about Ted Lasso. I love Ted Lasso. I wish they didn't have the language, but other than that, yeah. such a good heartwarming stories. Um, but at one point, Ted Lasso says to one of the soccer players, he says, you know, you need to be a goldfish. And the guy was like, excuse me? And he was like, you need to be a goldfish. We lost this game, but there are other things going on and that we have to focus on. So be a goldfish. Let it go. It's in the past. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so sometimes being a goldfish is good, but not when it <laughs> comes to our attention. So, you know, being a goldfish has its good and bad points. And it's not so good. So in addition to our low attention span, we're forgetful and easily distracted. You know, we can walk into a room and go, yes. what was I here for? You know? Oh, um, yeah. There are so many things vying for our attention that is just no really hard for us to focus. So um, we're going to talk a little bit more about this in the next episode. But um one of the things that we want to talk about in this episode is the destruction of technology. And I know, Angie, that has been a big issue for you. And so we kind of want to share a little bit about that on this episode, your journey, um, the struggles you had and the, and the things that you did to overcome it. So would you mind just sharing a little bit with our listeners? Yeah, I will. Um, I want to share. It's painful to share um, because it's embarrassing to admit how addicted I was to my phone. Uh, and I'm not going to say I'm totally on the other side of it. This is a, you know, continuing journey, but uh, I like to share about it because uh, of the way God has worked through my breaking the addiction. 
And because, I mean, ultimately all of this is in hopes that it will inspire and encourage others to take steps that they need to do to clear clutter. So um, as far as addiction to our phones, and when I say phone, I'm going to say phones and not necessarily all the time. I'm not going to say tablets, computers, but you get the idea. You need any of our digital devices. This is such a common addiction. And when we talk about addictions in general, I think most addictions, you know, like to drugs or porn or all that, they are viewed very negatively and like rightly so. But I think when it comes to addiction to phones, it's like the socially acceptable addiction. Mm. It's like yeah. we know it's an issue, but we just kind of like accept it as, well, that's where we are right now in this day and age. So, of course, we're tied to our phones. Yeah. But the thing is, like, it's not something to accept. I can tell you and I will tell you my personal example. Um, so let me just tell you a few staggering statistics. This is 2023. Most of these are 2023 numbers. Um, and I, they still blow me away. 47% of Americans admit they're addicted to their phones. Mm. Americans look at their screens once every two minutes and 43 seconds. Mm. In a single day, the average smartphone user clicks, swipes, or taps 2,617 times. Yikes. Every day. Then, okay, so there's something called fubbing, P-H-U-B-B-I-N-G, and it means being snubbed by someone else being on their phone. Oh. So 46% of Americans say they've been fubbed by their partner. So this mm. is you are with your significant other, and you're trying to interact, and they're on their phone. Mm. And then smartphone addiction correlates with anxiety, depression, and other mental health issues. So those are just a few. And this is a serious problem for so many people and, and was for me. So I can tell you it, uh, you know, it does the damage. And yeah. here, here's a, if you really want to know whether you have an issue with this, I got two suggestions for you. One is you can easily find the data about yourself on your phone. Mm -hmm. You can look on there to see, well, huh, you know, she said most people on average 2,617 times. I wonder how many times I am. You can find that out if you want to. Mm -hmm. You can find out how much time you're spending on particular apps. How many okay. times yeah. do you, yeah, you can find all that out. And I encourage you to do so and be ready to see those results. <laughs> but what I encourage even more, what's even more difficult and more eye-opening Ask your family and your friends, do you think I'm on my phone too much? Mm -hmm. Do you feel like I'm not paying attention to you because I'm on my phone? Um, do, do you feel like this is a problem for me? And if you, if they answer honestly, you may be just shocked yeah. to find out that this is a real big issue. Oh, um, yeah. So ask for honest answers. And the thing is, we really must address this if we're going to have any victory in the area of attention clutter. Yeah, yeah. It's, I'm sure it would be quite eye-opening. And, and yes. I think you're right. It's something that, that you can find across all genders, um, yes. socioeconomic groups, um, mm -hmm. ages, everything, right? I mean, it's just yeah. is a problem of epidemic proportions. And, and it's, 
you know, not going to get any easier um, because we live in this world. So we have to figure out how can we overcome it, right? How can we solve this problem so that we aren't distracted um, and able to focus? So um, what what did you do, Angie? How did you overcome the issue? Yeah, well, you know, the main reason I decided, okay, it's time, it's time to get drastic here was just the damage of my relationships. Mm-hmm. Um you know, my husband and my kids begging me for years to get off my phone and just knowing how much I hurt them. I I feel like those were wasted years in so many ways. So, but here are some of the things that I did. And there are many, many more um, suggestions that, you know, would be helpful. But these are some of the measures that I took that Mm -hmm. gave me success and that continue, that I continue to try to put into effect. All right. So, um, my biggest distraction was Facebook. Now mm-hmm. there's not, Facebook is not wrong. I'm still on it for my business, but keeping up with the feed of uh, my Facebook what, what occupied so much time. So I tried, you know, limiting my time and I'd watch the hours and all that. Um, but I finally said, okay, I've got to literally get rid of my personal Facebook page. I deleted it and I even deleted the app. So I can still get on Facebook, but putting that little bit of extra work, like you got to actually go to facebook.com and log in and all that. Yeah. When you make something more difficult, you do it less. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I remember the moment when I deleted the app, I thought for sure that I would either cry or yell or fight it or whatever. And I honestly, when I... <laughs> long pressed on there, hit the X and the app was gone. I felt a huge sense of relief. Hmm. I think I just knew what a hold it had on me. Um, I sometimes still get emotional thinking about it because, um, you know, the results have been so great. So that was one of them. I had to get rid of some apps. Um, So another thing that I had never thought about this till I heard it in a sermon, actually, to try to fight your phone clutter. Don't charge your phone right beside your bed. Mm. Now, that seems like the obvious thing you need to do because, well, you're, somebody's already thinking, well, what about an emergency? Somebody's calling, yeah. somebody's texting. There's something going on. I got to be able to get it quickly. Well, I tell you what, if it's an emergency, they'll keep texting. They'll keep calling. Yeah. But if you charge it, like I charge mine on the other side of the bedroom. So it's like five steps to walk there. But that one simple step, making myself have more steps has been key because I don't look at it last thing before I go to bed and I don't pick it up first thing when I wake up most of the time. That's still a battle. Yeah. Um, so and you, the you do too on that, if you, you know, did you, if there's some people who are like, you know, needing to do this in phases, one thing is um, put, do not, uh, I put do not disturb on at night. Yes. So I don't hear the dings. And so I'm not woken up. Yeah. And like, Ooh, somebody. Um, but then you can put favorites. And so I always have my children and my in-laws and my parents yes. um, so that if there's an emergency, they will come through and then I won't miss that phone call. But I'm not going to get the other phone calls, the email notifications, the Facebook notifications or you know anything like that. My phone basically shuts off. Um, and so um I only keep mine by my bedside because I use the bed noise fan at night to sleep okay. with. Yeah. And so, but I, yeah, but you know, it, it is hard to do that. But if, if people are worried, if they're like, you know, if I'm going to put it across the room, but I'm afraid about the, you know, the people I calling me or something like that, 
you can always put that do not disturb and then those people can come through. Yeah, that's really, really good. And I can tell you, she definitely puts this practice because I've gotten that whole like she's, you know, <laughs> but I, it wasn't an emergency. So I was glad she had it on there. So really, really good suggestion to, of a way to use the technology in your favor. Sure. So yeah. um, a couple of other things. And, and you spoke about notification every time, you know, with the with um, the little icon for an app, there'll be a number on there. Mm-hmm. Those, those drive me crazy because. I'm such a perfectionist and I'll see the number like, Ooh, I've got an email. Oh, looks like I need to check Instagram. Well, there, uh, all the dings and the vibrates and the numbers, all of those can be turned off or silent. So removing not notifications are great because all those things, they're all distractions, all the clutters and distraction. And it takes your brain time to go back and get into the phase of concentration you were in once you become distracted by that ding. I mean, you don't realize that that ding pulls you away and then it takes your brain a while to get back. So. Absolutely. Even if you, even if you say, oh, well, I'll check that later. It's just, just the, the momentary the, distraction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Another big one is to uh, try very hard not to have my phone with me at meals or during conversations. Mm-hmm. And we see this all the time. You, if you go out to eat, you will see groups of people. Sometimes they're all on their phones. Sometimes some are on the phone, some are not. And it could be the parents on the phone and the kids aren't, or the kids on the phone and the parents aren't, you know, what's the hardest is when there's a couple and one's on the phone and the other's not. I mean, the most important thing at the table is the people at the table, not whatever it is on your, on your phone. Um, And, you know, when we are on our phone, when we're with others, whether we realize it or not, what we are communicating to the people we're with is, you're not quite as important as what's on my phone. Mm-hmm. And ouch, would we ever say that? Right. Excuse me, you're, we're gathered here for this meal, but uh, my phone is more important than you. So right. let me look at my, you know, golly. Yeah. Um, yeah. A quote that I've read that continues to stick with me that I put in my book is uh, the greatest gift we can give someone is our full attention. Mm-hmm. And it's just so true. It is. It is. I remember a few weeks ago, we went on vacation and um, we went out to dinner with friends. And when we do that, I don't take my phone with me. I leave it at the house. Um, I don't, actually, I don't even take a purse um, because my husband mm-hmm. has a credit card and he can pay. Uh, and so that way I'm not tempted to look at my phone. But yes, but I am with special people. I want to give them my time and attention because that's just mm-hmm. so important. So I don't even take it with me. So it's not a, awesome. a distraction. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I love that you have that rule. No, no, um, no phones at the dinner table. So that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's, so it's, those, uh, yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to say, is there anything else or was that the last one? Uh, that was the last one of my, the, of some of the measures that I've taken. Yeah. And and those are great. They really are. And I hope that people will listen in, who are listening, will try to at least do one right uh, with everything that we advise. We don't say, you know, do everything right. We always say, start small. Um, and if you didn't listen to our episode on that, feel free to go back and listen to mm-hmm. it. Small makes a huge difference. Right. And yeah. so just pick one and try that and then maybe add another and then add another until you. Yeah. Like and you could also, I mean, I'm sure some listeners probably have their own tips. 
send yeah. those to us. You know, we'll share them in our newsletter. Um, so send them to us, uh, contact at unclutter.faith. We'd, we'd love hearing more more tips for this because it's a, it's a gigantic problem. Yes, most definitely. So um, I want to talk about, you know, listening to you as you were going through all of this. It reminded me of another verse, um, which mm-hmm. is Romans 12. And it says, do not conform to the pattern of this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And the pattern of this world is to keep our attention um, and our eyes glued to our phones, right? Absolutely. You know, that's, I think that's really a a huge, we talk about a huge problem. Um, Mm -hmm. And we're going to talk about it a little bit more in our next episode. But as Christians, we don't want to conform to this world, right? We don't want, you know, we live in it, but we don't want to be of it. Um, And Mm -hmm. so we want to live and model our lives after God's word. So um, our digital devices are a huge source of clutter, um, yes. but there are so many more. And I I know we're running almost out of time on this episode. So like I said, we will talk about it in another episode, um, but let's quickly just review um, what we talked about today um, okay. and just help our listeners kind of wrap things up. Yeah. So uh, in review, our minds are a huge source of clutter, obviously, and all clutter is a distraction of our from our priorities. And if we want to shape our heart and home for what matters most, then we have to clear the clutter in our minds. Uh, God wants us to love him with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength. So if we want to be pleasing to God, we have to get some of that out. And he promises that if we will do that, if we will keep our thoughts centered on him, he'll give us peace Yes. Um, oh, and we all long for peace. Um, our thought life has changed drastically over the last few years. A lot of it because of the digital devices. Our attention spans are smaller than a goldfish. Uh, and so smartphone addiction is a huge source of mental clutter. But we as Christians, we do not want to conform to the world's pattern. We don't want to be um, just one of those that goes along mindlessly with our phone, with our heads down and our phones. We want to be up, giving attention to the people around us and centering our thoughts on God. Yeah, exactly. So wonderful. That Thank is you. it for this episode of Uncluttered. So you can find us online, contact at uncluttered.faith. While you're there on our website, be sure to pick up our free gift, uh, decluttering signs, sign up for our newsletter. We send a uh, We send a newsletter uh, twice a month when a new episode launches and we share other things besides just the episode. So um, love to have you on our uncluttered in our uncluttered community. Absolutely. And and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast while you are in whatever format you are listening, if it's Apple iTunes or Spotify or whatever, but hit that subscribe button. um, So we will automatically update and let you know when we have another episode out, which is every other week. Um, And then also while you're there, if you wouldn't mind taking some time to leave us a review um, or a rating that will help others find this podcast, which is the goal of getting to help as many people as we possibly can. So thank you for spending your time with us today. And until next time, remember, an uncluttered life is an abundant life.